Hey there, I am Quinn Minier, board certified case manager specializing in behavioral health turned host of Mama's Morning Cup podcast. I am a mama of a thousand kids that loves to encourage and inspire fellow mamas to fill their cups with intention. You can find me most days wearing leggings and reading a good book. On this podcast, I am here to remind busy mamas that you are not alone in this journey we call motherhood. I share behind the scenes stories of my chaotic household, tips and tools to help you live intentionally in the areas of health, family, career, and inspiration to prevent burnout by creating intentional living. The topics on this podcast are based on my personal and professional experience, empowerment, along with my opinions and views of this world. And you can also hear from other moms who will inspire us through their motherhood journeys. So grab your morning cup and let's dive in. I am joined today with Rachel Peru, and I am so excited to talk to you today. And you have a podcast yourself called Out of the Bubble Podcast. And the topic we are going to talk about today is not typically talked about here in the U.S. So I'm extremely excited to talk about it because I think it needs to be brought to the forefront. First of all, you are from the U.K., is that correct? I am, yes. I'm based in Yorkshire. Yes, yeah. Lived here all my wow. life. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. I've never been. Of course, I always dream of going over to the UK, but that's on my bucket list. So before we totally dive in, I will give you a chance to introduce yourself. So tell us, who is Rachel Peru? Okay, right. Well, I guess I describe myself to people when they first meet me as a silver-haired curve model. Um, and also champion women over 40 and share their stories on my Art of the Bubble podcast. And I'm a body confidence activist. And mm. I, yeah, and I'd, I'd never, I used to, we'll talk about it a lot more, but I really struggled with my body confidence when I was younger. And I'm now 51 and find myself um, as a professional model. And I'm now modeling lingerie, swimwear, and absolutely loving this new career path. And I started modeling at 46. So I'm a bit late to the game, but it's wow. just wonderful. <laughs> Well, it's better late than never because that's amazing. Yeah, I just can't even been, imagine. Yeah, no, I could never imagine the things that I've done <laughs> in the last five years, that's for sure. <laughs> wow. We'll get into all of that. But first, I know you're a mom. So can yes. you tell us a little bit about your motherhood journey? Yes, yeah, so I've got three kids. Um, and my eldest is now Millie's 24, Hamish is 22, and Nancy's 19. So they've all kind of just flown the nest now, which is taking a bit of time to get used to. Um, so, but I had, I did actually have three miscarriages before I had my kids. So um, that was really tough. And I really struggled mm -hmm. with that. I think that had a, that probably had a big effect on my body confidence as well. But mm. so when I did manage to get pregnant and, and carry all three, then it was just a really, really special time. And I loved being a mom. You know, I, I did really, really love that that whole period that I spent a lot of time at home I, I stopped working for a while and I just really appreciated that it was a really special time and now they've grown up and it's wonderful to see them kind of mm -hmm. blossoming and and you know changing again and becoming more independent and I do mm -hmm. think I've gone I've gone through that whole kind of grieving process I suppose when they they leave home because it's like okay they don't really need me anymore 
and you know, they're never never going to get that time back of when they're really little you do go through a bit of a funny phase um, but I'd say I'm coming out of that now and starting to enjoy the freedom of having a tidy house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't wait for that part. I don't want them to leave, but my house needs to be clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is crazy that um, you said that because you think about, oh, one day I want them to leave so I can keep my house clean. But then when they do leave, like you're right, a grieving process. I, I just can't even imagine because my youngest is only four. So yes. it'll be quite a while before he leaves the house but a couple of them I kind of want to push along because <laughs> they should be on their own by now <laughs> and I do Our think own. at all different stages of, of their kind of childhood you go through that grieving process because there's that kind of process of where they're never going to be really little babies anymore and, and then you change and there's mm -hmm. toddlers and they're walking so you're never going to have that kind of carrying them around all the time and then they start going to school so you go through that process so it's kind of it never leaves you and then until they really do flee the nest and then it's like adapting to that again that's true because i found myself the other day just thinking about um i had some family members have a baby recently and I almost had baby fever. Then I thought about it. I was like, no, no, I don't have baby fever. But like I said, my youngest is four and he'll be five mm -hmm. in May. So he'll go off to kindergarten this fall. He'll go to school and he won't be home three days a week with me mm -hmm. anymore. He'll be at school full time. And I thought about that. Like, what will I do? Will I cry? Because it's my baby growing up. Yeah. He, he won't need me during the day anymore. So what will I do? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it is a grieving process. I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. No, I don't mind admitting that every time I drop off in the car, I come home with a few tears. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <it. laughs> it's all normal. It's motherhood. It's motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you became a model after the age of 40. You said 46? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we have to hear the story in that whole journey. Yeah, it's not one that I'd planned at all. I never had this long life to kind of desire to be a model because I just never even thought that was something that I could do. And in my 20s and 30s, I wouldn't necessarily say I had a career mapped out. I did a lot of retail management, paid the bills, but it wasn't something that I was really passionate about. And I found myself getting divorced at 39. Um, mm. And I'd been with my husband since I was 16. So that's a long time to be with one wow. person. Wow. So then mm -hmm. it was like, okay, you've got to discover who you are again as, as a single person. Um, so I went to university and got a degree in education studies at 41 and thought I'd do early years teaching because I'd already started working in that area. Thought that that was my next career chapter mapped out and that I would do that until I retired. And during that time, my eldest daughter got acute anxiety and agoraphobia, mm. so, which actually led to her being homeschooled, uh, which then saw me having to stop work essentially and be, be at home full time really. And that was a that was a really difficult because obviously it was difficult to see her go through that. But for mm -hmm. me as a woman, it was difficult because I thought I'd made these big strides into this next chapter of my career. And it felt like I'd taken huge steps back and really not my confidence. And it was during that time um, a close friend volunteered us to model in a charity fashion show. And mm. so I said, said yes. Uh, and, and after a few glasses of wine, <laughs> really, uh, <laughs> I came off the stage and absolutely loved it. I really, and I couldn't wait to do it again. And didn't think anything more of it. Volunteered the next year, carried on doing that for five or six years. I've done it for 11 years with them now. And on the sixth year, by then, my, my eldest daughter was back at school. She was much more confident. 
she kind of got through it all with help. And a photographer and a couple of professional models had kept saying, you know, you're really photogenic. Have you thought about doing it? And I suppose I just thought, well, actually, what do I do? I've got nothing to lose here. Let's just see what happens. So sent some really basic images off to agencies all across the UK and got signed to the London agency pretty much straight away. So, yeah, and, it, and I've wow. gone with the flow. I didn't know what to expect at all. Thought I might just get some local work. I live near a city. I thought if I could get some weekend work, it would be a fun hobby. I'd actually realised pretty quickly that I had to take it a bit more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an incredible story. First of all, you said yes right away. I don't know if I could have done that. And then taking that leap to be a model. Now, like I said, here in the U.S., they don't usually talk about, well, in society anyway, we don't talk about after the age of 40, mm. how your body changes, first of all. Secondly, having that confidence and then being accepted. So in the UK, is it different? Like, is there more acceptance for a model over the age of 40? No, it's still hard. It's still the representation's okay. not quite there. It's, it's getting a lot better. Even in the last three or four years since I've been working, I've seen a massive difference. There are okay. still kind of a lot of token gestures from brands to kind of put the token older model into tick box. But it's, mm -hmm. in general, it's definitely getting better. And it sounds like it's better than you've, than you've got it over there. And, and they're having mm -hmm. to listen to the consumers because women over 40 want, you know, they've got the spending power, but they, they want to be represented by these brands. So I've been really lucky in the jobs that I've done. I've, I've you know, managed to keep working really quite well and done some amazing jobs in the last four years. And, yeah, I hope it's just going to grow even further as I get older. Yeah, well, that's amazing. Like you said, um, the money, the spending power. Mm -hmm. And I guess I never thought about that. Yes, once you're established and you have more money to spend, especially on lingerie, on things you're yes. married or, you know, you're dating. And yeah, so why not cater to someone over the age of 40? That's yeah. silly. It's kind of silly if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we've got the money <laughs> in, our, in our pockets and we, we want to go shopping and be able to see women that we can relate to in the images. You know, I want mm -hmm. to go into a lingerie shop and buy a new bra and see a woman my age wearing it as opposed to a 20 year old because when you see that image you're instantly like oh god you know I never looked like that when I was 20 never mind when I'm 50 so it's, yeah. it's about our mental well-being I think it's important that we see this representation oh yeah definitely a mental well-being and like you said going into the store right now I think in the last two years or so even though I haven't really gone out much because of COVID but if yeah. I do go into the store like you said, to buy a bra, the mannequins themselves are, you know, a, a lot smaller size. And it's like, is that really what everyone looks like? Or yeah. you're just trying to make it look good for the mannequin? Like, yeah. I want something to look good for me. And I may not be a size extra small. So, and a lot of women, especially, you know, you get older, if you have children, your body's changing, metabolism's changing. You don't want to see, you know, every single mannequin in the bra represented on a size two. No. Because we're not all size two. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we come in all different shapes and sizes, heights yeah. and everything. So definitely something that you are doing right now is amazing, first of all. Secondly, I would love to see more of it, especially here in the United States. Yeah. It's not talked yeah. about enough. Yeah. And when I started modeling, I never thought that I would be doing lingerie. I thought it might be like lifestyle QVC type stuff, which is all fine. And I love doing that too. 
Mm-hmm. So when the opportunity came to model swimwear and lingerie, it was like, oh, okay, I can do this. <laughs> and and now they're my favourite jobs. I never thought I'd be modelling, you know, at 51. I just went to London last week for a job and went past a, a lingerie window and there's a photo of me in the shop window in London of me wow. in my bra alongside women of all ages and sizes. So, you know, I think things are changing, but we've still got a long way to go. Okay, so now that you talked about lingerie, I have to ask this question. What do your children think about seeing you in your lingerie in the stores? <laughs> um, yeah, my son and I aren't on social media together, so that's really fine. So he's not going to see it, but he's really proud of me for what I'm doing because he knows it's a really good thing. And my daughters love it. They're really, really proud of me because they can see, you know, it's important that the younger generation see that you don't just yes. suddenly drop off a cliff at 40 and don't want to wear nice lingerie. It's important for them to see that we we can still rock it and we still feel good about our bodies after 40 or after 30. So, I, you know, I, they're really proud of me. They, they, they're really kind of my champions, which is lovely. And my husband as well. Oh, I love that. I am so glad to hear that. You said a really good point. You know, your children and younger generation need to see this. They need mm. to see, like you said, not drop off at the age of 40 because, you know, when I grew up, people always thought, oh, 40 is just so old and like life was over or something. But me, yeah. I'm three years away from 40. I'll be 37 this year. And it's like, I feel like my life is just beginning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just beginning. <laughs> yeah. So, I did so much in my 40s. And, and now I do really feel like I'm just getting started in the modeling. I feel like I've got so much more to give. And, you know, I hope I can do this for the next 10, 20 years. We'll see. But I do think our generations are changing things now. I think we are kind of, mm-hmm. we've changed from our parents' generation. It's a different different time, definitely. Yeah, I definitely think our generation is um, more outgoing and take more risks Yeah, than what our parents did. My, my mom yeah. probably would have never, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, taking more risks. Yeah. So I love to see it. So you, like I said before, you have a podcast called Out of the Bubble. Can yes. you explain what that means? Yeah, I live, I, I grew up in a really beautiful small town in Yorkshire. I've lived there. I lived there all my life until last year, actually. And it's beautiful. It's a really nice place. But I always felt like it was like living in a little bubble. Everybody always knew each other. No one really stepped out of their comfort zones and, and kind of moved further away. I was actually surrounded by people that I went to my primary school with. So it was a very kind of close knit mm. community, which has got lots of plus things about it. But then when you're trying to become more confident and grow, that's really hard to get out of. So for me personally, it was that way of saying, okay, I'm going to step out of this bubble and try and follow my path and see where it's going to take me and it's not going to be here. And also it's that that encouraging women to step out of their comfort zones and do something different, try something new and kind of drop that fear of of Mm. not being able to do something that could quite often hold us back. Yeah, fear definitely holds a lot of women back. It's held me back plenty of times. And I grew up in a small town like that, too. And a lot of people I grew up with are still there. I mean, I moved 45 minutes away, but I think I've experienced a lot more than what I would have experienced if I would have stayed in that bubble, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah, stepping out on faith and, you know, getting over fear and just taking that risk is definitely important, especially moms. And that's something that I continue to talk about on this podcast is just because we're a mom does not mean that we can't take new risks, try new things 
and get over our fears because we get one life. You get one yeah. shot, you know, just try something, even in small steps. And it's not like you started your career in modeling a small steps for a charity function. Yeah. And then you went on to do other things. And now you're, you know, body confident to model lingerie and not feel like that insecurity walking into a department store for a bra. You're seeing your face and your body on the sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's small steps. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely small steps. It doesn't have to be huge things. And I think it's so hard when you're a mom, particularly you you surround yourself by by being the caregiver and, and wanting to make sure that everybody else is okay and that they're thriving. And it's so easy to forget about yourself and making sure that you, you're thriving and you're getting what you need out of life. Yeah, very good point. So let's dive more into what does it mean to be body confident? For me, because I, I really struggled in my, probably from, from about 17, 18 till, till I got to my 40s. And I really struggled. I'm a, I'm a curvy UK size 14, 16. Um, so I think that's about size 12 in, in the US. Okay. And, um, you know, I was surrounded by younger girls that were really tall and very, 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 very slim um, and flat chested. And I had big boobs from kind of being quite, a, you know, a, a young age. So I just really struggled to, to like myself. To the point where, you know, if, if my friends were playing tennis, even in my 20s, I wouldn't necessarily go and join them because I'd be too embarrassed about what I was going to look like or whether I was going to feel like a fool of myself. Or I just lacked that self-confidence that was so hung up with my body. And mm-hmm. that just continued. And I can see now it really stops you and it really holds you back. And, you know, I used to hide because I do have big boobs in my 34G. And, you know, I, I wear really, really baggy clothes. And actually, Mm -hmm. I was just covering it up. But that probably made me twice the size that I really was Mm. because I was just hiding. And I think that that weighs you down after a while. You know, I've tried every single diet you could think of. You know, I've been on it. It's it's that yo-yo and it's nonstop and it's relentless and it's really negative to to your mindset. So when I got to 40, I did really start changing that and working on myself and, and dug deep and really kind of. I've got to a point now where, you know, I know that in myself, I am good enough just as I am. And we all have bad days. That doesn't mean to say, you know, when I say body confidence, that doesn't mean to say that every day I wake up and love my body. I just don't think about it. I just don't, Mm. I'm not, you know, I'm just getting on with my life. My body's there for me. I don't have to be, you know, continuously worrying about it. So it's freeing. It's really liberating. Sounds like it. And you make a good point about, you know, us hiding behind the baggy clothes. Cause I've done that after my fourth child, my fourth biological child, I gained a lot of weight and has struggled to lose it. And then here comes the pandemic and I gained, you know, 15 more pounds. And so I tried to hide it, but I love hearing you say you're just basically masking it. You know, you may be making it worse. Mm-hmm. Just don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> just go yeah. just get on with your life. Yeah. yeah, don't even think about it. So I actually that statement right there is just like, oh, don't think about my weight gain. Just get yeah. on with my life. Like there's better things to think about. Exactly. So do you think before you came into your own of having this body confidence, you were like not worse, but you were um, you know, as like a teenager, you struggle with going through like the puberty. And the body changing. And then now after 40, your body changed again. 
And yes. how does that like compare to each other? Um, I suppose mentally I'm stronger now because, mm. you know, I'm, I, I'm more, I, I can read up on what's going on in my body and, I, and I'm, you know, looking to doctors and getting advice and getting the knowledge and seeing and really understanding what's, because I'm going through the menopause now as well. So going through all that and getting that knowledge because knowledge is power. And I think probably as a teenager, other than school education, which wasn't very good, it really wasn't very <laughs> talked about. So he kind of kind of bumbled my way through through those changes as a teenager. And I think that's the difference. I just now understand it better. Mm. Yeah, definitely knowledge. Um, and my next question kind of goes along with this. Like, what would you say to a younger girl or lady who struggles with body confidence? I would firstly say that you've got to get to that point where you really, you are good enough just as you are mm. right now. You might mm -hmm. have things that you, you know, we all have things that we'd quite like to change or tweak, but if nothing else happens, you are good enough to show up every day just as you are right now. And that's, that has to be enough. You know, you are good. You have every right to take your space up in the world, just the same as everybody else. Amen to that. <laughs> like I have <laughs> nothing else to say about that. <laughs> you are good enough. Yes. So, um, I want to ask you, uh, do you have any wisdom or advice you would give to women who are fearful of their body changing as they age? I would say social media is a really good place to start for this. I make sure that my social media feed is as diverse as possible so that it's mm -hmm. not just following your atypical, you know, if you're a young girl, an atypical size 16 year old make sure your feed is full of diversity so that you're not bombarded with the same images so that you can really start appreciating that we are all different and we're all unique and all mm. as valid. And I think by filling your feed with that makes you feel much more positive. That's really good advice. Really good advice. So I definitely could talk to you all day, especially yes. about this topic, <laughs> because like I said, in three years, I will be 40. <laughs> I mean, I may not model lingerie, but it does give me the confidence talking to you to just accept it and not think about it as much. And, you know, like I had said on the previous podcast episode, you know, I gained the weight, but I gave birth to a child. So yeah. don't be so hard on yourself. You know, yeah. it's like you gave life. It's exactly. okay. Yeah. It's okay. And yeah. like you said, you're enough. You're whole. You're enough. So I will take your advice definitely to heart. Um, but before I let you go, because this conversation is just so good, but before I let you go, we love books around here. Tell us what book are you currently reading and do you have an evening routine? Yeah, so my book, I, I read this every January. So that's what I've read it several times before, but it's my January go-to and I'm reading, rereading Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffries. Um, oh, and I've it's never really, that. It's brilliant. It's, it's all about getting over those kind of, self-doubts and really mm -hmm. believing yourself and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and sitting with that fear that might stop you doing something and, and learning to change your mindset and, and be brave enough to take those steps that you want to do so it's my January kind of reset book so it's really really good I love it evening routine um yeah I, I 
soon as I finish work, I love to take my makeup off. I don't wear loads of makeup, but I just like <laughs> to have clean skin. I just like the feeling of being able mm -hmm. to wash all my makeup off. So I do the full cleanse and sort my face out. That's a lot. That's what I'll do when I finish this. I'll go and take my makeup off and it just makes me feel really relaxed. I love doing that. And me and my husband have actually started yoga during lockdown because I found that I'm such a kind of, my mind is always busy with ideas. I find it really hard to switch off. <laughs> So yoga, just 20 minutes, half an hour yoga every night has really helped me. And then love watching Netflix, addicted to loads of different, just finished Succession on Netflix, absolutely love that series. And then um, I write gratitude diary. So I write three things down every oh. night that I'm grateful for the day. And it just mm -hmm. helps, helps me just appreciate the small things that you do each day that really make you feel good. Oh, I'm a big journaler of gratitude, but I usually do mine in the morning. So nighttime, I think that's good. I, I have to think about that now. Like nighttime, yeah. I usually wake up and write three things that I'm grateful for. But yeah, and definitely we'll link that book in the show notes because now I want to check it out. And yeah, it's really I never good. Thought about, I never thought about every January, like kind of a reset. Wow. Hmm. See, you're teaching me all kinds of things today. <laughs> <laughs> it. it worked for me. <laughs> I guess I'm so excited for this conversation. You are teaching me so many things that I've never even thought about or heard of. And, and it's making me more confident too. Like, okay, I can reset every January or however often I need to. Yeah. And yeah, just go with the flow. Absolutely. Find what works for you and just keep redoing it. Just repetition and, and showing up. That's all you could do, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. And I think we've all learned that in the last couple of years with this pandemic, yeah. you kind of got to yeah. go with the flow for the day. You yeah. can't plan too far ahead anymore. So, yeah. 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 Let's Definitely. hope it changes this year. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Very hopeful. Um, so where can we all find you and hear more about you and what you have going on? You can go to my website, which is rachelperu.co.uk and come and say hello on Instagram at rachelperu one. Okay, I'm sure everyone will, and I will link that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much, Rachel, for taking time out of your day. What time is it over there? Uh, about half past four in the evening. Oh, and see, here in uh, Michigan, Eastern time is 1140 a.m., so <laughs> big time difference. So thank yeah. you so much for taking time out of your evening and chatting with me today. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you again soon. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mom's Morning Cup. Hit the follow button. Do it next time. Bye.